0: Good morning, good morning. When God says your sleep will be sweet, He means it. And He also means when you wake up, you will be refreshed from having such sweet sleep. My God. It's like every morning it gets better. You feel more refreshed. Everything becomes so alive. His scripture become more fulfilled. Every good word that he's spoken concerning us becomes evident in your life and every move that you make. Every moment you open up your eyes, it's like new realms of his presence and the presence of his glory. And it feels so good and it keeps a smile on your face. It doesn't make room for anything other than his glory. So a smile is definitely going to be upon your face. Anything else, there is no option for. Negatively. Hallelujah. I'm coming out of Proverbs 18. Verse. Let's see what verse Holy Spirit Let's do Proverbs 18, verse 16. A man's gift make it room for him and bringing him before great men. Again, I say a man's gift, your gift make room for you and bring you before great men. We have read that over and over again in the Bible and seen it come to pass. The gifts of the prophets, the gifts of the children of God, how it made room for them throughout their preparation, the trials and tribulations, it made room for them to be before great men, for God to be seen and God to be heard for his glory. And that's what's taking place in our lives. Our gifts are making room for us and bringing us before great people. So God is preparing you to be before great people. So in order to be before great people, great leaders, great influencers in the earth, you have to be prepared to go before. Hallelujah. And he's not he's doing nothing but preparing you with your gifts by sharpening them, equipping you more and more. Hallelujah. Like I said yesterday, out of elevation comes evaluation. And it's so true. My life is just now on a floating process. I'm just floating and floating and floating behind God and enjoying every moment of it. A lot of people in the world don't give God a chance because they're afraid of being let down. They're afraid of putting their entire life in the hands of someone else because they're so used to taking care of themselves. They know how to take care of themselves. They know how to support themselves. They know how to keep themselves up and not put themselves down, but not knowing they're failing at it because they weren't created to do that. That's why a lot of us are walking around broken, hearted, confused, angry, upset, distracted, worried and fear. Because they haven't cast those burdens over to God who cares for them that much. The same way he cares for us. Now we can give the word to the people. We only here to release it's up to them to receive or not. But even if some not receiving, do not give up on them. For God would never give up on you. Holy Spirit would allow you to be opened for Him to be heard and said, seen in the atmosphere regarding anything and regarding anyone. Holy Spirit said to me this morning, you don't have to pray that I be heard, that I be seen because you are yielded. That what happens when you become yielded, is a guarantee, it's an automatic for me to show up. A lot of times we pray that Holy Spirit be heard and seen when we're speaking. That we not be heard and seen. But now we're on a level where we understand Once we lay down our life, we don't have to pray for nothing of God to show up. It's already in the midst for we are laid down. Hallelujah. Wisdom increases. Knowledge increases. Understanding increases. The mysteries be revealed in the name of Jesus. Patience increases. Everything of God in your life increases. And it doesn't just stay where it is. It continues to increase. I'm not going to tell you that you're not going to make another mistake ever. Because that would make me a liar. We will make mistakes because it's a learning process. But the more we learn, the more we become and the more we become the more we can do the more we can say and the better we can feel about what we know because what we're saying we believe in what we're saying we know what we're saying is coming to pass we know what we're saying is effective we know what we're saying is true therefore we wouldn't be on the side of God if we did not know so we had to have some encounter or some experience to keep us on God's side A man who we physically have not seen. But it is so evident on his presence and what he means in his word concerning himself. I read in his word that he will lift you up. He have indeed lifted me up. I read in his word that he is a provider. He has provided for me like no other person ever has. I know he say he will give me strength. I have been weak and he have done so. And so forth and so forth. He is explaining himself in it through his word on what he is able to do in it through our lives. And it is clearly being demonstrated. Hallelujah. I'm starting to have visitations from heavenly hosts. Not just in the angelic realm, but those who have departed their bodies from their earthly vessel. And they're starting to come and visit me. As soon as I wake up, it must be something powerful that I don't know nothing about right now. When we open our eyes in the morning. We know we're powerful all the day long. We're walking with God. But it's something that takes place between heaven and earth when we open up our eyes. I don't know what that is right now. But all I know is when I open my eyes every morning, they are there saying something. I can explain a little bit of what I'm trying to say. They get excited when you get up. Another opportunity. Another opportunity. For God to be seen in the earth. For God to be heard in the earth. For love to be demonstrated in the earth. For another soul to come back to heaven. That is so important to heavenly hosts. See, it's important to us, but you don't know the level of love that is residing in the kingdom concerning you and I and even our assignment while we're here. We're not here eternally in this earth. But while we are here, while we are here, let's make the best of it. I said to God last night Why not make it count Make it count Make it count The things that God is doing And preparing me I had no idea I was even able to do any of that No matter how shy you are How quiet you were When God shows up He shows up in ways we couldn't even imagine in some areas of our lives. Because I was a quiet person, believe it or not. A lot of you only know preaching cue. Fire cue. A lot of you don't know quiet cue. Very quiet. In the presence of the natural. But I was always this way. In the supernatural. I always took my conversations to God. I always pray with God. I always laugh with Father. God is not new to me. The scripture is not new to me. Heavenly hosts is not new to me. But the levels upon levels are new to me. The more we receive becomes new. The elevation becomes new. The process becomes new. But love is still love. Just in a higher dimension. Hallelujah. And I keep getting visitations from grandparents. Grandparents. They came to me this morning. A lot of them. And I didn't know because I'm not sitting around focusing on how powerful I really am through God in me. But I said to myself this morning, it must be more powerful than I think because all I can ever imagine because they keep visiting me, thanking me, excited for me for what's about to happen in my life. Let me me explain to you how powerful heaven is very quickly. I was speaking once, one moment, very quickly about abortions. And God was speaking through me saying very quickly, because I only had, what, five to ten minutes. And some people had to leave within three minutes. So it had to come out quick. Do not beat yourself up. Forgive yourself for those who have aborted their children. God is not angry at you. In so many words I was saying. The women was crying all over the place. And God said even some men. But that very night when I had a dream, I was in this beautiful house. I felt God there. In fact, I could see the glimpses of his presence there. Then all of a sudden, I heard these children giggling and laughing. The room became a playground. And all I could feel, feel is the wind of their spirits running through my legs and all around me. Little kids, babies. And I look in this box. It's filled with doll babies. All colors, all shapes and sizes. But the thing about it is, these some of these doll babies had missing limbs. Some had missing arms, some had one eye, some had no hair, some had no toes. A lot of them wasn't fully developed. All of a sudden, the baby dolls in the box began to move, rattle, like snakes. And I mean like rattling, but they were dolls. And I suddenly got afraid and I backed up from the box and God said, no, go back, do not be afraid. I went back to the box and God said these are the children who were undeveloped, who have been aborted. You have brought their mothers back to me. They learned how to forgive themselves through my message using you. Thank you for your obedience. And as I begin to leave the house, The kids follow me. I can feel them follow me. And I can feel a sudden sadness upon them in the presence. And I look back and I said, God, see, the thing is, our lips weren't moving at all in the entire dream. Our hearts were doing all the talking. And my heart said to God, why do I feel sadness? Why are they sad that I'm leaving? God said, because they want you to stay. But you cannot stay because you have more to do in the earth. He said they just wanted to thank you. They asked me can they thank you for bringing their parents back to me. And I immediately broke down and cried. Because for one, infants that's not fully developed have the the ability and the mind and the thought to come to thank. You're not even... Jesus, you don't understand how powerful it is in the kingdom. My God... These children been aborted at six months inside of the womb Not six months outside of the womb Brains weren't even fully developed Lambs weren't even fully developed But yet they could ask God Can they come to thank the woman who bought Jesus, my God My God, my God, my God Heaven is so powerful I was like, my God Jesus Jesus This place you went to prepare for us. My God, the preparation. I used to be. My heart used to be troubled every time I read John 14. When Christ said, let not your heart be troubled. Soon as he said that, I got troubled every time. Because I knew he had some news behind it. I will go. That's the news. I will go. And I cried one time. I said, why do you have to go? Didn't understand. I just thought if he was there physically, it'd be a lot easier for my walk. But let me tell you something. He never left. His spirit never left. Every time you need him, he is there. Every time... My dad had to go, and I was at a young age, at the age of five. Me, my mom, my sister, and my dad. My dad was very overprotective over me and my sister. And my mom. To the point it became dangerous. That he would have us locked in the room until he got home every day from work. Because he was afraid that the world was going to bother us. Or attack us. So to keep us safe, he felt his way of bringing the scripture to pass is to keep us locked up till we're in his eyes and his presence where he can protect us. And thank God that I was an infant when it was happening because knowing me, I would have found some way to get out that room. Hallelujah. (laughs) And God was releasing to me. A lot of things that took place in our home when we were young. Not even knowing how powerful you are, even as an infant. My mom said I was always so still and quiet. But always ate. (laughs) Never skipped a meal. (laughs) But I was always so quiet. I stood out always stood out and was so beautiful. The beauty on the inside was always seen on the outside of me. Even in my family, I stood out. Walking around with gold hair, very light, smiling without talking all the time. They should give me all kinds of nicknames to describe me. I never felt like I belong here. When I was young, growing up, even as a teenager, talking to God, I was like, I don't belong here. How did I get here? Because I can see and I can feel where I am from and I don't feel it around or in anyone else. Why am I so different, Father? I feel like what I read about in my children's Bible book. I feel angelic. I feel your spirit even as a young age. The devil was after me before I even got here. He was putting in my mom mind, abort, abort, abort. You got married too fast, straight out of high school, from your junior high sweetheart, you just had a baby, now you are pregnant again, abort this one. He kept telling her, abort, abort, why don't you hurry up and go do it. Go to the doctors today and get that baby out of you. And she went. And the nurse said, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. It's too early. I just got married. Just had a baby. I don't want to hear the baby heartbeat. Somehow the nurse have her wind up hearing my heartbeat. She changed her mind. Like I said, it wasn't my heartbeat she heard. It was God's heartbeat. The devil didn't stop there with my life. When I was young, he had me pushed out of a chair and dislocated my arm in four different areas. My bones were all over the place hanging in my arm. That same arm, I was left-handed, born left-handed, let me say that. I am born left-handed. But he kept attacking this left arm four times to the point I had to get used to writing with the right hand so I could write now with both see he don't even know it worked out for my good <laughs> only if he know how God gonna show up on your behalf it didn't stop there either everywhere I go animals would be attracted to me they would never leave me alone <laughs> They would follow me all everywhere and people would say, "What? who are you? Even teachers, they were like, we just love you so much, but you don't say anything. But you're turning all the work. You're so smart. And all you do is smile. You're a weird little child, but you're just so beautiful. You're not like everybody else. The devil tried to drown me so many times in the pool. I'll never forget, I was right in the back of my mom's uh, Mustang station wagon, something like that. We was on the back of it, just right on the back while she ride up the hill on the trunk. And I'll never forget, Satan said, jump off, jump off. I jumped off. I was seven years old. And I rolled down the hill and I hit my head on this very hard pavement. Immediately I became dazed to the point I was about to fall out. I stood up and they told me no sit down. I sat down because the car was going pretty fast and Satan said jump off and I listened. I had a very deep dent in the middle of my head. The blood was coming out so much they said, you have to get stitches. We have to go to the emergency room immediately. For some reason, I just looked up in heaven. All of a sudden, the blood stopped. I became into, two, and I said, no stitches. I didn't want no one sticking me in my head. And the blood stopped. Hallelujah. It goes on and on. Satan was just after me. He did not want me to be here at all, at all. And God showed me all the times you were lied upon, all the times that people denied you, all the doors that were closed in your face, all the words that were spoken about you, all the people who were set up to be against you, even the times when they hurt you the most, from who were used to do those things. And look at you. In the midst of all of that, you were still loving the people. You were still wrapping your arms around the people. You weren't nasty and angry. You didn't argue back with them. Even though they were disrespecting you right in your face in front of people, you still showed them love. Even though you went to the bathroom and cried out before me, you still operated in love. How proud I am of you, my child. It's not easy to be rooted and grounded in love. But you chose to continue. That's where the elevation comes from. Continuing. Continuing. It's so much, people think it's so much easier to entertain the flesh. It's not. Not when you're walking in love, it's not. It's so much easier to remain. Hallelujah. There is something powerful taking place. Heaven is getting ready. Help me describe it, Father. There are bowls, white bowls, pure white bowls made for only your feet to be placed inside with water, purified water from heaven. And the people's feet that are placed in these bowls with water are going to be ordained in the kingdom God usually showed me that with robes and garments and mantles this time he showed me with your feet being washed I don't I'm not going to say that's everybody's testimony right now but that's exactly what I see And there is a long line For there are many. (laughs) And heaven is very excited. God has towels. Pure white towels. That he's going to dry every foot off with. Himself. And while he's drying off your feet. He's going to look at you in your eyes. It's always when he look in our eyes. God. Your hearts do the talking. He's going to show you how honored he is. He's going to show you how much it means to him for you to remain obedient in the earth. He's honored that you go forth. He's honored that you decide to walk with him. He's honored that you just believe. Continue to believe. Enjoy everything that's happening. Heaven, all of heaven is in my bedroom right now. And I literally mean all of heaven as I look around. Because I remained through it all. This is glory season. And the glory season doesn't never end. People come around me. And all of a sudden they just lift up God's name, mention God's name in my presence. This walk was not easy at all. It was not easy. If I can tell you half of the things I've been through, <laughs> my God, sometimes I say, how did I get through that? And God said, my strength was made perfect. <laughs> One thing I couldn't stand, I couldn't stand, and I still do not like, is to be falsely accused of something. I couldn't stand it, but when you walk with God, you don't defend your name, and you don't become offended, but I couldn't stand it, especially the things I was accused of, and then the people who don't even hear you out just automatically go along with the accusations. You know how you hear a story, someone come to you first and tell you their side of a story? It's always two sides. Sometimes it's three. But with God, is always one. And I used to always say, God, tell them. I don't want them to think that about me. How can they even think that I would do? Jesus. And some people who falsely accuse you. And when they find out the truth, they don't even want to admit that they made a mistake by accusing you. They do everything but apologize. Like apology hurts them somehow. But we don't walk in fence. And trust me, everything goes notice in the eyes of God. But my prayer is for not them to be exposed. My prayer is that they never do that again. Not even just to me, but to anyone. Hallelujah. I love you so much and I see your growth. I can feel your growth in the atmosphere. I can feel your growth. I can feel you receiving. Jesus. Egypt though. God has just given me countries to go to. And when he gives you a country, it don't mean you're going right away sometimes. But he just mentioned Egypt. He mentioned Egypt. When you accept the invitation, He will provide you the information you need to prepare for that journey. Hallelujah. I never ever came to God and say, how am I going to do this? I need this amount of money or I got to do this or this. No, I always just accepted the invitation Knew that it would come to pass and move forward to something else. Hallelujah. So, Egypt, huh? Hallelujah. I love you all so much. There's more information for God to release to me, so I will let you go for now. I love you so much. Enjoy everything God is doing in and through your life. Remain humble. Remain humble. Never let success change you. For the worse. Always become better. Wow. Do you want me to repeat that, Father? (laughs) Because I felt your voice. I felt the vibration of your voice on the inside of me to say that again. Never let success change you for the worse, only for the better. Hallelujah. Some of us become successful or receive promotion and it changes us. We start thinking high and mighty that we ought to think of ourselves. Start becoming to be bossy over people, telling them what they can and cannot do and whole attitudes change. I thank God that that is definitely not my testimony. I'm too humble for that, too humble, too submissive to do that. To tell somebody what to do. Even if I work, if I'm over you, I'm still asking you to do things. We're friends. My position may be higher. My leadership may be higher, but I still will ask. Hallelujah. Never change. The children in heaven, I'm trying to tell you, they will not leave me alone. (laughs) The children in heaven will not leave me alone. And I don't want them to. But my God, they're everywhere around me. You know how when you go somewhere and kids, you start spending time with kids and they just don't want you to leave. They start sitting in between your lap and laying on you. That happens to me a lot. (laughs) Kids. Love the God in me. God had me work with kids for over fifteen years. And I mean early childhood education. Oh, the certificates. Enough, what, master's degree? Doctor's degree? Have countless clock hours of educational certifications. In the field of early childhood or just education. Children in junior high school age. I would had them all the way to junior high. I never had high school. Junior high school and down. And all of them always felt it so comfortable to be around me. To the point they just... Went from being so hardcore, the hysteria on the outside all hardcore, but then when they come around me, they just sit around, lay their head on my lap and begin to talk to me about things that I'm like, oh boy, oh boy. I was like, God, is this how you felt when I talked to you about boys? Because God was my best friend my entire life. So he had all the conversations, all the girly conversations that girls usually have with their girls. God was my father, and our friendship was like that on that level. Always have been. And God said, She has said some things, y'all, that many wouldn't say. But He was honored indeed that I shared it with Him. Because you're filled with questions you want to know. And I ask God a lot. (laughs) I thank you for being there. I wonder, have you noted everything? (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesus. I'm just honored to know that I grew up with my father. as my friend and my creator. My everything. God is my everything. And I made sure he became my everything. Even my diary. And God just sat there and listened. And he gave me advice. Even when I was a young girl. We had one TV, and we had to watch everything that either the older sibling wanted to watch or the older cousin, and they always wanted to watch lustful stuff, and I didn't want to watch that stuff, but I had no choice. So I started looking at that stuff, and I said, God, (laughs) do I kiss? (laughs) And God said to me, Keep your legs closed. That's exactly what I would never forget. He said that. I was like eight years old. Keep your legs closed. Do not wear short skirts. Don't show your body. Cover up your body. And when he said it, I did it. He said, Cover up your body. Don't do like the other girls. You be different, you be the example. I say, well, okay, legs closed, not body, nobody showing. It's always different. And you know what? It's like you couldn't keep the boys away. You could wear the long skirts and everything, and they seem to be more attracted to that. I'm like, God, it's like a no-win situation. The more you're running high from the guys The more they're chasing you God said because you're not available You're not making yourself available They don't want nothing that's easy to grab To the point I was like God keep them away I didn't know how to reject guys I I felt bad to say no But I wasn't going to say yes I was like, no, I don't want no boyfriend. And then sometimes I used to give out the wrong number. God, I learned a lesson from that. I don't know why God got me on this subject. I gave out the wrong number to someone. They must have called while they were not far away from me. Because they came back and let me have it. And I was like, never again. I'm not doing any of that. Giving out wrong numbers, lying. If I'm not interested, just say that. And I found it it so challenging to say that to a person. I felt like I was rejecting them. I always had a heart for people. I was like, God, I used to run from men. God, keep them away. I I don't wanna say no, keep them away. Keep them away from me. I had guys all over the place. God said, you my wife. You my wife To the point I got angry I said you know what That's enough I'm sick of it Get away from me I'm not your wife You sure about that? I'm very sure Very sure and a lot of men got angry And God said Don't you become angry Look at it that they have interest in you. That's an honor. That's a privilege. They see something in you that they want to be a part of for the rest of their lives. Whether they're aware that you're not for them in that area or not. But they still made a decision to choose you. Be honored for that. They want to bring you home to their families. they asking me for you. Whether you belong to them or not, they're still asking me. Because they see your love, your beauty, your humility, your parenting, your priorities, your fun side, your humor. Who wouldn't want that? You are a masterpiece. Who wouldn't want that? You're a trophy. Who wouldn't want that? You're fun to be around. And you're beautiful too. And anointed. Who wouldn't want that? But they have to want what belongs to them. But some people are not strong in the area of just seeking God. They just see it. Eye candy. And they're not even being lustful most of the time. They just see a beautiful woman that they want to get to know. So God said, don't look at it like that all the time. Trust me, I got this. And after that, God kept them away. The guys that look at me, they won't say a word. I was like, thank you, God. Keep a muzzle on their mouth. <laughs> Hallelujah. Spiritual muzzle. Thank you. But I'm not being mean about it. It just became too much. A group around family members, females, who was always outspoken and flirtatious. I was always the one hiding in the back seat, like, no, no, no. And they were i was happy to be the, the one that they always wanted. They look over the flirtations, look over the clothes that body parts showing, and they wanted the one who looked wholesome. I'll run, they'd be like, Why do they always want you? Dang. I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad for them. Sometimes I don't go with them because I don't want to take their attention. I don't care about it. So one day they actually told me, you can't come with us. I said, why not? I want to have fun too because you're taking all the attention. You ain't even trying to. It's just happening. Stay home. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to stay home. I want to have fun with y'all. Hallelujah. And even if I sit around the guys with them, I can relate to them. I just start becoming like, you know, a guy, but in a dress. I'm not all walking around girly and paraded and switching. I'm just sitting there having regular conversation. I like things. They like things. I like sports. They like sports. I'm aggressive. Some artists, they're aggressive. I rap. They rap. They was like, "Match." what's up, Sean? I was like, here we go again. I see why y'all want to keep me old. It's like I couldn't win. I mean, I couldn't lose if I wanted to not toot my own horn. I even tried to make myself look unattractive one time, y'all, seriously. Wearing unattractive clothes, hairstyles, still didn't work. Because the beauty on the inside always shines on the outside. They were attracted to my inner beauty. Natural beauty too, but inner beauty. My instructions from God. First thing God said to an eight-year-old girl who's asking about boys. God said, keep your legs closed. And I asked God at 13. I will never forget. I said, God, I know someday I will get married. I know that. It's guaranteed. I see it happening all around me. You get older, you get married. I say, I see women all the time asking for money and cars and this and that. I said, God, I don't care about that. I can get that myself, for my own self. I'm not waiting for someone to get money and cards and all. I can do that myself. I said, God, I don't want much from a man. And this was, this was my request to God. I said, I just want someone who love you, who loved their mother. And I was into music. Still is. And I said, someone who can sing. And I left that conversation there. Like in 90, what, five I left the conversation there. And my girlfriend beside me at the time, she was like, well, he gotta have this, 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 this. Her list had like 15 things, I just had three. I said, I'm not being choicey. I just want to love you, love his mom, because how a man treats his mom shows me how he would treat me. Of course he'd love his dad too, but I was just like, that was my request at 13. Love you, God, love his mom and can sing. I wanted to make music with my partner, I guess. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I asked God for that, and I left that thing right there. I didn't even think about it, not nothing, no other day or anything. And I don't know why God got me on this subject. My message was something totally different. I'm talking about wisdom proverbs. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm talking about going before great men. God put me in the area of 13 years old and this guy. What the world is this, Father? Hallelujah. What are you doing here? But we did say, Holy Spirit, you be heard, right? By yielding. So somehow, some way, he want this in the atmosphere. Oh, Jesus, my grandfather. Let me share with you one more thing. Thanks for listening. I love you guys. My grandfather is a bishop. And he departed, over 10 years ago. But he was so hard on us as his granddaughters. I see where my father got it from. And as him being a bishop, the pastor... He made sure everything was so perfect. We had to be so perfect. So perfect at everything. If you make a mistake, you're in trouble. So I just sat there and breathed. I didn't even move. I was scared to move. But God called me out of his church. And he was so angry at me for that. Because he felt like me as his granddaughter did not support him by staying there. Why would you uproot yourself from your family's church? Not even knowing God had another plan. He's very angry at me. To the point he pretty much didn't want nothing else to do with me. And it bothered me. But I respected his wishes and stood away. But when He departed his body. God gave him a baton and said, Give this to your granddaughter because she has been touched. She has been anointed to preach my gospel, and you weren't even aware. He felt so surprised. Like, if God told him to choose someone in the family bloodline who was touched, who had the mantle, he would have not chose me. Just like they would have not chose David. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, he looked at me like, wow, you forgive me. Before he entered into the kingdom, God made sure he made peace with me. He said, Please forgive me. I had no idea. And I said, I grabbed the baton from his hand, didn't let all the way go. I said, No, I'm not going to carry it. We're going to carry this together. He looked at me like, I see why you've been chosen, your heart. Your heart. Your heart. Your heart. That's God's heart. Who thinks like that? Someone just took the baton and said, Thank you. I love you. You said, No. You ain't even let go. You said, No. We're going to create together? Out of all I said and done? Yeah. I forgave you the moment you did it. You said, See, (laughs) look. Your heart, you heart know see what I'm saying <laughs> you' ever been around someone like my sister always wanted me to say bad stuff and I just couldn't say I no even when I'm trying to say something bad good come out she like see what I'm saying even that sound good God dang And you know I was like I, you know I, I mean what you want me to do and she just stare at me <laughs> and roll her eyes at me. But one thing my sister has us sharing room growing up our lives, our entire lives is childhood and teenagers. Our beds always been side by side. And I used to always sneak in her bed at night. God, why are we talking about this? Hold up. What's this? What? <laughs> I used to sneak in her bed at night. It's like my sister was my protector from the dark, the dark nights. So she felt important that she was needed in that area. I always creep in her bed somehow. She look up and I turn around, I see her eyeball just looking at me. Like, what are you doing in my bed? I'm be like, please, please, please let me stay in your bed. I watched this movie, I'm scared. I seen Chucky, I seen Freddy, because we had one TV. And that's all they wanted to watch was scary movies or lustful movies. I said, I seen that doll baby, and I saw him tonight in my closet. Please let me stay in your bed. <laughs> I seen the boogie bag under the bed. Can I stay in your bed? Some kids said they just love being in the dark at night with no night Like I was like, my God. My God. Bless you. Bless are you. <laughs> because I was indeed not that child. I would have, I would have crept in somebody's bed. Hallelujah. One time I got rejected out of everybody's bed. To the point I went to my little brother's bed. He about four. I'm like, what? <laughs> Nine. Didn't care. I was not sleeping alone. To the point I started going to the dog. <laughs> Hallelujah. Going downstairs next to Diamond and the dog. Hallelujah. From the movies they had watched. Had us watch Halloween. I was like, my God, I can't do this. I'm scared. And then I grew up, grew me up so superstitious. You step on a crack, you break your mother's back. I didn't want to step on no cracks. I didn't want my mother's back broken. No umbrellas in the house. Don't have them up in the house. Oh my God. Once I actually got up, I was scared all day. My umbrella was up in the house accidentally. All kinds of superstitious stuff. Don't let a black cat path you Black cat red peppers. I, I was scared the whole day Oh my god am I gonna die today I was like you guys gotta stop this superstition stuff It grew me up afraid. I was scared Scared to do I was scared to breathe Great grandmother She was Indian And she always talking to someone Who we couldn't see But they had us go over our house every weekend I'm like, I'm not going over with Grandma Dina House. I'm not going over there. Why not? You going to get a beating if you go. Well, I take a beating. I ain't going over there. Beatings don't last forever. I'm not going over there. Why you don't want to go over there? Because who's she talking to? I'm like six current conversations like this. Who's she talking to? I'm just watching her talk to somebody who's not there. I don't think it's no angel she's talking to. I don't know who it is. I don't even want to know. And then her steps You hear creeping noises Her wooden steps Like somebody going up there I said uh uh No way No way I'm not Not going over there I don't care I go get the belt I don't care Here's the belt Here's my beating I'm not going (laughs) Hallelujah (laughs) Hallelujah Every time They ask Me and my sister and cousin They always ask Who first getting the beating I'm not offering up myself To go first You tripping I'm last. (laughs) Hallelujah. No. I'm last. But I was always getting beaten from just being apart. Being there while they doing evil and not saying anything. Or bad things. They call it evil. Or doing bad things and not saying anything about it. And it was for silly things. Sneaking stuff. And by me not telling, I got in trouble, so I didn't get the beatings as much as they did. They knew I wasn't a snitch, but I wasn't involved. I was just sitting there watching TV, or I was like, I had to do with that. By me not telling, I got in trouble. And sometimes they'd be like, you know, just go to bed. I'd be like, shoot, cool with me. I go to bed. Hallelujah. I feel like I just gave you guys my whole life in a nutshell this morning. My God, Jesus. Sometimes we don't know where our conversation will take us. But I thank God through all of everything I've been through, my grandfather. The reason why I mentioned my grandfather, thank you, Holy Spirit. The reason why Holy Spirit mentioned my grandfather's testimony, because he's the one with God that's going to water my feet in this tub this morning, spiritually. Being elevated in leadership. And I don't mean just behind the four walls. I mean out into the earth. Now when I go out, people are going to receive much more of the presence of God to the point they're just going to draw themselves to you. People just come to me and just rub on me and stuff. It took me getting used to some, but sometimes you don't. You know, you know what to allow, what not to allow. And I was like, okay, God, this is going to have to take some getting used to. Trust me. But I'm going to tell you one thing. God prepares everything. He prepares you for things that you're about to walk into. And I thank God that no man has came to me. And that season been over since I prayed to God. When men uh, just say they heard from God about me or follow me or just keep watching me or stay around me. So many men was coming around me. And I said, God, please remove them away from me. And I, they'll watch and they'll look, but they wouldn't come near. And I thank God for that. I thank God for that. So much. You don't have no idea how grateful I am for that. And I have family members that be like, shoot, God, bring that my way. But the thing is, you don't understand. You don't understand. What you inviting into your presence. When we think like that. When we speak like that. Oh, it'd be easy for me to know who my spouse was. Do you really think it'd be easy for you? Especially if God say, wait, be patient. It won't It's not easy as people think. Trust me, it's not. Because you have to avoid someone who you love very much. Hallelujah. That goes for all of us. Until the time comes. I love you all so much. I thank you for listening. God, you are so sweet. You know how you wear neck charms? God showed me my neck charm. And my future mate's neck charm. And we are carved only for one another. No one else can fit that carving. And he's bringing the carving close together. See, before we were created, it was a perfect heart. But he had to carve it to create us naturally. You grew up, I grew up. How you grew up, how I grew up. We grew up apart naturally. Spiritually always connected. Now he's connecting. He's connecting. Why am I saying, Jesus, let me be quiet this morning. You said too much. (laughs) You said, Lord, too much while I'm recording. Even to my own self. Jesus, what else you going to say? With my money. No, I'm just kidding. God better have my money. No, I'm just kidding. Father, I love you so much. What are you going to do with me? What are you going to do with me? But love me and bless me. Bless me, Lord. Bless me. Hallelujah. Use me to be an example of your wealth, Lord. Use me. Hallelujah. I love you all so much. I had no idea you guys were going to see this personality. It was always meant to be for God. He knows it all. He's seen it all with me. And some of you probably like, what? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, the show has just begun. Hallelujah. I love you all so much. My God, Holy Spirit, this morning, really, all that. And, and they had the nerve to just say to me, and don't delete it. <laughs> I love you all so much. And remember, greater is he who's in us, who's in us. <laughs> Jesus, for this morning's conversation, than he who's in the world. I love you all. Mwah, mwah, mwah.